<laughs> Did I scare you? Hello, you are listening to the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film. Did I scare you? I am your host, Jake Albrecht. I am his co-host, then little brother, Vin. How are you doing today, Vin? Uh, I'm a lot better now that we're doing this, actually. <laughs> As opposed to... <laughs> yeah, earlier today kind of sucked, so this this is actually pretty therapeutic. I see, okay. So you're just like... In a sort of roundabout way, trying to lead me into asking you about work no. because you know that it makes me angry. No, you, <laughs> no, you, you don't gotta listen. The further that we don't talk about work, the better. <laughs> All right. Well, you're gonna be very happy then because I'm segueing immediately. For those of you who haven't listened before, this is not the podcast where Vinny makes vague references to work. This is the podcast where we two brothers switch off picking horror movies in an attempt to scare the other one. Vinny, you selected the movie this week. What is the name of the movie you selected? Jake, I have selected in honor of our cousin Paul, the 2009 Splice. Yes, Splice, which Paul had recommended before, and I have seen previously. Vinny, have you seen Splice before? No, I vaguely remember maybe seen trailers to this a long time ago maybe it was on showtime at one point but no i don't think i've actually sat down and watched this movie yeah i definitely saw it the year it came out because i both really liked sarah polly in the dawn of the dead remake that Zack snyder directed and for a time i was a big appreciator of adrian brody as an actor um that enthusiasm has maybe dulled a little bit over the the following years after this, but <laughs> um, it's definitely... I know that I really liked him in The Village, which I didn't like the movie overall, but I thought he was pretty good in it. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was okay. I didn't really think that there was too much going on with him in that movie so much. I... I also, I think there's just something about Adrian Brody that you just look at him and you're like, you know, he seems like an okay guy. I definitely get the opposite feeling looking uh, at him. Really? <laughs> no, there's something about him that just seems kind of like weird and creepy and maybe that's associated feelings with this movie as we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got some notes and words for that. No, there were, and there was definitely things about the trailer where I was like, I don't want to spoil what I thought, but let's just say I had suspicions about the way that this thing was going to go that paid off tremendously, and I'm very excited to talk about how... You can't even finish is... the sentence. <laughs> uh, then when Paul suggested it, I was like, oh my god, that's the movie where so-and-so does blank. And... When you picked it, I was like, oh my god, Vinny's gonna watch so-and-so do Blake. So, Vinny, maybe we shouldn't tarry any further. Maybe we should get into this so we can get to so-and-so blanking quicker than possible. That fireworks factory is right over the hill. Let's gun it. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty excited <laughs> about this one. Let me be honest. Pedal to Let's the do metal. This. <laughs> Let us tarry no further. Let us get into Splice. So Vinny, it starts off with Dark Castle Entertainment, which I was like, ooh, we don't get a lot of those here. Mm-mm. Because most of their movies aren't very good, but we'll oh. see whether or not we think this one is. Do you think that and we're then... going to come across another one of their movies at some point when we do these? Ah, fuck, you never know, Vin. <laughs> we'll keep an it's eye far out. Enough... Yeah, no, I'm sure like it's far enough down the road where we'll be like, uh, have we done Dark Castle before? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it was that movie where something does something. <laughs> Somebody does something, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> oh my god, you'll see. All right, we open on some cells, question mark, and bubbles. I wrote, under the sea, under the sea. You're real proud of that, huh? You're going to try to work a Disney song in like every episode now? We've got some space between fucking Ma. No, I said Disney songs, not Dave Matthews songs. (laughs) All right, so their names, uh, the title card appears on some gross-ass skin or something. That's cool. I was like, oh, some pretty stylistic stuff right there. I was like, I, I like it. That's good stuff. I also noticed that there was a special title that was just about special makeup and creature effects. So, Vinny, let's keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Now, the music is very heavy strings, very sad notes. And what I didn't remember was that apparently Guillermo del Toro was one of the producers. Oh. Oh. That makes so much sense. Yeah, in a way that we will get to. So <laughs> I just want to tell you, but I can't. <laughs> All right, so the title looks like it's sort of coursing out of someone's body, which is gross. <laughs> and then we go through a blinding light. Then Adrian Brody is in Dr. Scrub standing over someone, and we have sort of a fisheye lens look at him. Fisheye lens. Friend. Sorry. It's very popular in the in the late 90s and uh, early 2000s. <laughs> and somehow stuck around for this movie long past the point of where that would be okay. They're bringing it back. <laughs> so the blood pressure crashes after cutting the umbilical cord. And then they hit whoever, or whatever this is, with the crash pads. And Dr. Sarah Polly carries the now stabilized patient to an incubator or something. And I should note that at this point, we haven't gotten a look at it yet. Yeah, it's and a they... beautiful, baby. Uh, me- haven't gotten there. <laughs> haven't gotten there. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on what I... Okay, keep going. <laughs> Before we see it, they're kind of marveling over it in the box. And then when they go to observe it later in a different scene, Sarah Polly is holding up a video camera to document it. And... Vinny, it looks kind of like, I put it as a brain slug, but let's be real, okay? Let's not fuck around anymore. These things look like wrinkly, gross, wet dicks. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're like worm things, they're like big lumps, let's like call them like the size of like, I don't know, a blue ribbon winning yam, but also, (laughs) also they're wrinkly dicks. Why not both? You think that there's like some farmer's market that they're blue ribboning a big giant wrinkly yam? So it kind of looks like a I dick. for sure you were going to say big wrinkly dicks. <laughs> like, like, uh, there was a drought this year. My dicks didn't come in. It's okay. It's always next year. 
Farmer Jonesy, oh, he always has like the biggest, wrinkliest dick. (laughs) (laughs) He comes over and he like whispers, like, the trick is I put Viagra in the soil. (laughs) Works every time. (laughs) So I wrote, I said, it looks like a big, wrinkly metapod, you know, for all you Pokemon fans out there. I don't get the reference, and I would like to never know what it is. So <laughs> they're introducing this new dick to uh, an old dick that they've already created. <laughs> new dick, me old dick. <laughs> and both of them are kind of going around sniffing each other. And from above, <laughs> I just wrote it down. They both look like crinkly dicks from above. <laughs> and the big one rises up in front of the other one and starts undulating. <laughs> You know what's, you know what's up. <laughs> then they send out these like leaf tongue looking things at each other and wrap them around. You know, just like everyone's human dicks do, right? I think you need to go see a doctor. Uh oh. <laughs> why is my so the doc- why is my penis like have a dangling like vine coming out of the tip? Yeah, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like the thing that they hook up the ponytails with in Avatar. <laughs> It's exactly a hundred percent my fucking note I wrote down to. I'm like, oh look, they got those attachment things like the bird things in Avatar. Yeah, pretty much. So the doctors smile because the horrors that they have created are in love. <laughs> H-O-R-R-O-R-S, by the way, on that. Listen, I know my accent's not great on that word. Listen, when we're talking about big wrinkly dicks, you know, there's only <laughs> There's only a couple whores we could talk about here. <laughs> all right, so later we're at some pharmacy meeting, and the doctors are all dressed kind of all cool with, like, leather jackets and shit, while the pharmacy guy they're talking to is all corporate, so he's not cool like they are. And the corporate guy pulls out a Wired magazine <laughs> where they both bragged about messing with God's law in an interview, <laughs> which I'm sort of paraphrasing. And the corporate guy is nervous about them losing their funding because they're doing a bit fancy presentation in the next scene about their brain worms. They're like, we've upgraded our splicing techniques. Wink to the camera. <laughs> wink, wink. We said it. Pay they're us like, double. So now... <laughs> they're like, so now we can do it on humans. And the corporate guy's like, oh, dear God, no. <laughs> so they tell the... <laughs> also this woman who's listening that they'd be able to address any number of genetic diseases with this technology and the woman gives like a big theatrical sigh then says we're really excited about your progress it's time to move on to phase two and phase two goes something like this no more wrinkly dicks just getting the proteins from it that's pretty much all i paid you to do yeah they're like we cannot listen we've seen about i don't know 20 wrinkly dicks and it's like i think it's time to move forward so we really like the Wrinkly Dick Project, though. <laughs> yeah, they're like Jonah Hill and Superbad, but they're like genetically engineering them. <laughs> somebody, I need, I need somebody to Photoshop. In you know, there's a montage of drawn like penises in that movie. Someone needs to Photoshop the Wrinkly Dicks onto one of those drawings. I just like Adam Brody, like, sitting on a porch like that guy feeding the raccoons online. But it's just all his wrinkly dicks coming to get him. (laughs) He's like, come here, my babies, feed. And they're like... (laughs) But anywho, the cool doctors don't understand why they're getting shut down. 
And the corporate guy's like, the moral outrage would be complete. So there's no way we're moving <laughs> forward with our dicks. <laughs> we're just stuck in the past with our dicks, man. But they're like, but we could make like human-sized dicks. <laughs> I should point out, not like the size of a human dick. <laughs> rather, the, the dick would be the size of a human. <laughs> The corporate guy's like, I understood from the start and would like you to stop. It's like, come on, think about it. Big old wrinkly human-sized dicks. Just like, imagine you're walking down the street, right? And like, on the corner you're on, you're like, what the fuck? And like, there it is. There's my dick. And you know where he's going? He's going to work. He's got a bowler like, hat. He's got an office job, like... I'm imagining he's carrying a briefcase, but I'm having a difficult time imagining from where at this point, because he will not and cannot have arms. What kind of job do you think he's holding down, Jake? Telemarketing? Oh, yeah. No, there's tons of dicks in telemarketing, Vin. No wish. Got him. All right, I got to get off this talk. So their fucking company. Oh, man. How cheeky is it? They named it nerd because they're edgy cool nerds I know that she was wearing a shirt that said nerd later but I had not realized that that was why Yeah, I was just like I thought that was like John Belushi's college shirt from uh, Animal House no Jake this is like Big Bang Theory like nerd jokes <laughs> yeah they're also there's scientists like in a way where you're like oh no they're not like your average scientist these are cool scientists they wear t-shirts and leather jackets and you're like well how else are they cool and they're like they listen to metal i'll get to it i have notes oh sure i took notice we'll get there. <laughs> so the doctors talk about quitting in the hallway but the company owns the patents to all their work polly wants to take a chance it's time for some irresponsible science folks <laughs> so later they're back in the lab ready to use a jane doe for the genetic splicing yeah they're doing like they're... a science montage that's right because there's a bunch of genetic code sequencing running on their computers and then they get a really old ass computer graphic that basically pops up to say it didn't work <laughs> in the same way that it would to be like your windows update didn't <laughs> so fucking deflating Yep. Like it only but took Polly, four hours. Polly's undeterred by this lack of success because Wire doesn't interview losers. That is a direct quote. And then Vinny, there's another failed attempt, and this is a movie. I bet that third one's gonna work. No. How'd you know? That's just a guess. So Brody changes the music from electro to jazz, thinking that uh, the music is what's killing their thinking. <laughs> and then we get a montage of them doing lab stuff and Oh, this one was successful. How about that, Vin? I but they, <laughs> just did not see that coming. No, I mean the law of threes. Like they would name a law after it if that's what it, if it was something. But let's see. They don't know why this one is working, or at least one of them is pretending not to know why when the other ones didn't. And then they put the sample in a freezer. Brody's like, "Wow, oh, how about that? We could do it." Well. Back to our actual jobs, I guess. But Polly runs off with the freezer, which has a bunch of wheels, and rolls it into a different room while Brody protests, but she locks herself in. Then she pulls out the sample, 
he can't get in because even though she pressed no buttons, she somehow recoded the locks. So fast. She's so smart. Yep. She's getting her science machines going in there. And Brody's like, this is illegal. She's like, it's not because it's not technically a human. <laughs> yeah. Then she wants <laughs> big wrinkly dicks don't have rights like humans, man. Not yet. Not until they get their uh, big wrinkly dick Martin Luther King. <laughs> He'll have a dream that when he walks down the street, people will stop rubbing him to see if he gets bigger. I don't like that this became the focus. <laughs> Is what he'll say to the lady rubbing him. Poor <laughs> <laughs> man. I don't know. It's just there's no gender specific. Yeah, I mean, let's not. I could be non-binary too, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> oh my god, I got lost here. She wants to see if it works, but Brody's worried. So Polly gives him a, we're sitting on a medical breakthrough line to try to keep him on board. To be like, oh, there's so many things we can cure with this dick. (laughs) So we hear the machines beep as Brody contemplates. There's basically like a cancel sequence that like his finger's shaking over. (laughs) That'll destroy the sample, but he presses enter with one second left. So that they're watching some computer graphics move on a screen and then we go inside the gooey mass to see it's gene splicing yeah which, it, hey that's the name of the movie they they launch the shot and he goes fuck and she goes yeah literally and i'm like so you're telling me yes you're splicing the gene and yes that's like basically fucking yeah, it's it's not. It's really, really not. But anyways, I, they're not such great scientists. We'll find out. <laughs> we got, so, I just can't wait. <laughs> later, Brody is talking to their lab assistant, who I find out much later in the movie is actually his brother. Yeah, and Brody and is wearing a stylistic vest while wearing a t-shirt because he's badass. Yeah, he's not like one of those scientists that you know about. I was just wondering, Jake, where's his fedora? Because usually those those combinations just go together. It's definitely at the dry cleaners, and he's been too busy to pick it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> the lab assistant is watching over the brain slash dick worm, and that's going well. But the lab assistant wants to know what they've been up to. Brody jokes building him a special friend. That's it. That's the whole bit there. That was it. And then Polly is in the secret lab watching the progress of the not human. And it flatlines, but she gives it some verbal encouragement. (laughs) And then it comes back, baby. May science watch over us all. Amen. Or to all of our conservative fans, science is a fucking flaw. Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> and God's going to use this thing to really teach these scientists a lesson. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> At their apartment, Brody is listening to his headphones and hitting shit on his computer. And Polly is annoyed at him because he's making a ton of noise. Yeah, Jake, he's and- listening to some robotic music. Kind of like JB from Grandma's Boy. <laughs> I get the reference, but don't want to pursue it any further. <laughs> yeah. 
Polly's annoyed and interrupts him to show him a fancier apartment they could move into, but Brody is less than enthused about it because he doesn't think it's big enough for down the road with children. And Polly's like, oh, you probably won't want kids with me when we get to my backstory later. <laughs> so she's like, I don't want to plan my life out for a kid. She's like, maybe when we can figure out male pregnancy. <laughs> and Brody laughs too until he sees some pictures in a notebook she's been scribbling in. <laughs> Not really. But uh, they start how, to make out. <laughs> how to make a man pregnant. <laughs> I imagine the pictures would just be like his penis bursting as a child came out of it. And his face would be like, oh no, like Mr. Bill. Yeah. And then like she takes one of the brain worms out from behind her back and goes like, eh? Do you get it now? <laughs> Anyways, they start to make out and the phone rings and they do the old ignore it trope, but there's an alarms going off about they're not quite human at work. So they rush to the lab, where it looks like it's about to be born, which is way faster than they were anticipating. And it looks, uh, let's see, they have it in a tank, which is sort of like holding it, that's leaking a bunch of water everywhere. And Pulley puts her hand in to get to uh, get it out, and then it pulls her into the machine. Yeah. And Brody <laughs> tries to help her, but she tells him not to. But she's like getting stung to shit in there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, she's about to get Jurassic Parked. <laughs> You know, like when those velociraptors ripped that guy's arm off. Sure, yeah, no. It would end up on someone's shoulder later. <laughs> so he he hits a big release button, letting all the water out, and then smashes the glass with the stand. And then he cuts into a rubbery bag thing that's, like, holding the thing. And when it comes out, this one kind of looks like a cross between a dick and testicles, but it's covered in Vaseline. It just looks like a ball sack slippering around with a tail. Yep, I think we said the same thing. Basically, they trap it like you would a spider with a yeah. <laughs> with a glass. He gets like yeah, a big plastic thing, and they like just puts it over it. <laughs> and then he checks on Polly, who's covered in sting marks. And then she starts convulsing on the floor. So he's digging through the shelves looking for something to stop her seizure. And he gets a shot into her leg, and she relaxes a little. And then she asks, what was that? And Brody's like, a mistake. We'll see. Now, back at their apartment, Brody wakes up, and Polly asks if their creature is in pain, because it's not formed right. And then she tells him they don't... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Brody wakes up to ask Polly if the creature is in pain, because it's not formed right. Like, he's real freaked out about it now. And she's like, we don't know that it's not formed right because we don't know what it's supposed to look like. Just like, man, you're really flying by the seat of your pants on this one. Yeah, you can't understand it when it's going, but you know, it's probably saying, kill me. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of Ripley's earlier clones. <laughs> so I couldn't help but notice in this scene when they're in the bed that they have a giant anime face framed up. And I'm like, man... That's a choice for your apartment. Over your bed, too. Yeah, what's the name of their company? <laughs> so Brody's immediately like, you know what? Mm, I'm going to go kill that thing. <laughs> yeah. And 
Paul is like, no, no, we need to observe it to see how close we came. But Brody is unpersuaded and goes back to the lab to put it out of its misery. So they get some hazmat suits on, and Polly goes to look at it first, and she's like, I think it's dead already. But Brody starts poking at it, and it's not moving at first, and the, the color is kind of all yellow and sickly now. And then Polly opens up the incubator after Brody leaves and starts to dissect it, and she finds that it's empty. Then she hears something fluttering around, and a cup gets knocked off the table, and she calls out for Brody, but he doesn't hear her. And then when she turns around, there's kind of a little... What's the way to describe this? Bird monkey thing behind her, but no fur or feathers. I... What did I put it down as? I said it looks like a naked mole rat, but with a predator mouth. Okay. So, like, we're all deciding that, yeah, it's like... It's not great. It, it's kind of up on hind legs like a bird, though. That's like the way I'm looking at it. It's got like those weird alien legs like, what was that Charlie Sheen movie with the alien? Where the kid at the end, like, he like flops his legs backward and runs off into the horizon. Oh, Major League. <laughs> yes, yes. No? That Willie Mays Hayes was able to go super fast when he flipped his legs backwards. Or was it Wall Street? Money never sleeps. Anywho, <laughs> I don't know what movie you're talking about, Finn. So sorry. It's okay. Someone email in. Let us know. So Brody tells Polly to get out of the room because he wants to gas it, but she stops him. And then Polly takes her mask off and goes to the creature, which is hiding behind a big tank. And it walks towards her with its weird bird legs, kind of like hopping around. And Polly's like, it's imprinting as it comes over to her, which, like, I don't know where she's getting that from. Yeah, I I mean, I assume it's because of all the... So, like, they explained how they made the wrinkly penises by forming a bunch of different genes from animals and whatnot. Yes, it's a mixture of, like, six or seven different animals. Correct. Um. So now, like, what makes this different is that they put their human gene in there yeah so it's up to like eight or nine <laughs> yeah it's a lot of different fucking things i bring that up because like i there's like go on a little bit and then i'll bring it up more all right so it, it's just kind of chilling with polly for a second but then it hisses at brody because he's in the room with a big stick to whack it <laughs> uh, he hustles he hustles polly out of there and then Brody yells at Polly about how dangerous what she did was because she took her fucking mask off. And then she sends some ether into the room to knock out her little monster. <laughs> and the creature kind of goes like, ugh, 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 then crashes into a bunch of shit and passes out on the floor. And they're observing it knocked out on the table, and Polly finds some sort of defense mechanism, but nothing suggesting it's predatory. Then Brody kind of like whispers, like, except the human genes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because she's like, she, for some reason, she brings up it's developing genes we didn't even know it had. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Science, yeah. you don't just form genes out of nothing. I mean, there can be mutations to the genes that you already have, but yeah, no, you don't just go like, whoopsie-daisy, I got a surprise <laughs> one here. Did not know that this batch was going to have venom. 
I mean, like, obviously, if you're, like, if you're procreating in the normal way, like, surprises can happen because there's recessive genes. But, yeah, no, like, they just made this in a lab. Like, there's no genes in it other than what they put in there. <laughs> just It's just not possible. But whatever. I mean, the person who wrote this only understands science enough to be, like, pretty dangerous, huh? But, anywho... Brody shows Polly something on an x-ray that they can't identify. Then he's like, well, we'll figure it out in the autopsy. But she's like, what? We're not killing this thing. It hopped around on two legs. <laughs> and then Polly's like, oh, you'll kill a defenseless creature like this? Then she shows him the cells are going quickly. So she's like, it's going to die soon anyways, baby. Yeah. It's got Jack disease. I, oh, my. Jake, we truly are brothers. <laughs> Because I put that right in my notes where I'm like, look, he's like Jack, which means he's not going to be around for much longer anyways. <laughs> right. And then they both look at their DVD signed by Robin Williams of Jack. <laughs> and they, now, go, the and next- they go together and like pound their chest like respect. <laughs> <laughs> but then they look at their side picture of Bill Cosby and they silently <laughs> point it down. <laughs> He really did have rotten insides. <laughs> More ways than one. You so bitch, you got me a laugh with a Jack reference. <laughs> In the next scene, Brody is getting some shit out of the brain worms. The lab assistant tells him the estrogen level is pretty low these days. Brody's like, what? Because he hasn't been paying attention to this for a couple weeks. The guy's like, yeah, it's in the reports. Now, while Brody is looking over the notes, he hears his little monster screaming through the vents, so he turns up some rock music to yeah. try to cover it up. I knew the knew the band. It's a band called Cancer Bats. Red car, good note. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Polly has the creature on a leash in the next scene with something covered in stinger. And they're testing things out to get it to eat. The thing is hopping around hissing at Brody. Polly's like, she seems resistant to feeding to her recorder. And... This whole scene kind of feels like how regular parenting is, because it's just a lot of, like, something, like, hissing and moaning while you keep trying to feed it. You're going to see a lot of similarities with that in this this movie, where it's just like, hmm, just looks like regular parenting. Yeah, until it gets into <laughs> no. pretty abusive parenting yeah. later. Yeah. So Polly wraps it in a blanket, swaddling it. And then Brody uses a plunger to try to feed it. It sort of spits the bean paste or whatever back in their face. And then they accidentally spill some Tic Tacs on the floor. And the thing just starts snarfing them up. So they bunch, they dump a bunch of Tic Tacs into their paste. And the thing is like, this seems to me an acceptable alternative. And snarfs it all down. Don't think that this thing's going to get its proper nutrients by sucking down a bunch of Tic Tacs. Yeah, it's getting the bean paste, too. It's just Tic Tac-flavored bean paste now. <laughs> so it's going to have minty, fresh breath. Yeah. After this, Brody goes to meet the pharmacy guy without Polly. The pharmacy guy notes that Polly doesn't seem happy with the new direction. Then he tells Brody that if they don't start showing profits soon, the whole company's going to shut down. So, these dick worms are pretty much <laughs> all we got, man. This is our fucking bankroll, man, on these dick worms. <laughs> I 
no. <laughs> you know what? I was gonna. Nah, I'm not gonna. Later, oh, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> I keep trying to go to the bank to pay for stuff with these skins of the dead dickworms, and they're not taking them. <laughs> Are you happy? Are you happy? I said. And they look at them with like the most like appalled, disgusted face. He's like, "It's future currency. Come on." <laughs> he just keeps digging in his pocket to get more. And be like, "I obviously don't have enough." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Listen." And then when they still shake their head, no, he's like, "All right, like give me ten minutes. It takes a while to skin them." <laughs> he's like, "Listen, let's take a look at the Nasdaq and see where it's at." it's get it's listen it's getting better value than the australian dollar <laughs> they look up on the ticker and it just says dck wrm <laughs> instead of a plus or minus it's just a frowny face and he's like that's not good <laughs> like, what's that in relation to silver though <laughs> ah not bad Silver is an angry face. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, later Polly's getting out of bed in the middle of the night, opening up some old-ass box from her childhood with a tiara and a Barbie in it and a picture of what one presumes is her mother. And then we go into a voiceover from Polly about how quickly the creature is growing. And we see it now, and it looks a little more human because it's kind of wearing a dress, but... It's got its eyes on like sort of the side of its head and a big crease down the forehead. Yeah, kinda kinda looks a little bit like sloth. A little bit, yeah. Not if as deformed had... as sloth, but it's no, just no, it's like <laughs> Yeah, eyes in a parallel line, but <laughs> perpendicular to the line running down their face. There's a little geometry for you folks at home. <laughs> so the creature, uh let's see. The creature, they're testing it, but it nails uh, the match the bear to the picture test. And now Polly's testing it to see if she can spell her name. But she knocks the letters aside, spelling out Elsa instead, and instead spells out nerd, which is on Polly's shirt for reasons that Vinny has revealed to me. <laughs> I said that she spelled out nerd because she's dunking on her, like she's making fun of her. <laughs> Maybe, Vin. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so Brody comes in, and he's not happy that the creature is not contained, and the specimen has its tail covered. Polly says, don't call her a specimen. It's, uh... And then she's kind of looking at the letters upside down. Dread. Yeah. Very creative. Oh, yeah, just the best. And then they start arguing about getting caught, and outside the lab, the assistant hears them and picks the lock. The assistant tries to eavesdrop, but behind him, the creature's tail is curled up, ready to attack him. Then the creature tackles him into the room, and Polly kind of yells at it like it's a bad dog. <laughs> and then the assistant leaves all freaked out and wordless, and Polly's like, hmm, well, this is a hiccup. <laughs> and Brody freaks out, so we cut to them loading the creature into a cardboard box to sneak it out of the lab into a different room. Any thoughts here, Vin? Nah. Not really. I do think it's kind of funny that Polly, so, <laughs> because her, the way that she feels about Dren, oh boy, do things change quite drastically later. 
because she's just so standoffish right now with all the things that she's doing. She's like, ah, she's just learning. Sure, she almost killed your brother, but who cares? And then Brody says he feels like a criminal, but Polly's like, scientists always push the boundaries in ways we can't even imagine right now. And Polly's like, when they see that we've made, <laughs> when they see what we've made, no one will be mad. Brody's like, what? We can't show her to anyone. This is like one of those kind of things where it's like, I can't, sh like, do you think that when Dr. Frankenstein made his monster that he was like, oh, I can't wait to show the world this creation. It's been a while since I've read it, but yes, that is absolutely what he thought. That's such a stupid... Why do scientists think like, yes, look at my monstrosity. Aren't I a genius? They're like, no, you're a psychopath. This isn't necessarily when I wanted to ask this question, but this is sort of a philosophical question to ask now. Because it's possible to do it. Vinny, do you believe that the first cloned human already exists? Yes. Yeah, I would think it would be exceedingly likely that there is a cloned person that exists in the world right now. Oh, 100%. There's not like a lot of them. I'm not talking like, There's you know. probably three. There's not a bunch of Boba Fett's out there, but probably a handful. <laughs> Soon, someday. And they're all Tatiana Maslany. Check out Orphan Black, folks. Um, <laughs> they're going to someday, like, art. One of our next new presidents, like, in later years, is going to say, Execute Order 40. So I think it's like 43 or something. And then a bunch of the clones are going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. See, I imagine it's going to be like a 60 minutes thing where they'll be like, Meet Tara. She's just like a normal mom. And, like, they go through the whole thing. And they're like, there's just one thing different about her. Then they're going to cut to her being like, I was the first cloned human ever, and now I'm here to tell my story. And be like, check out tonight at 8 o'clock. I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. They cloned a person. What the fuck is the eagle <laughs> score? Is he not coming up on the screen? It's going to be like a fucking 60-60 or 30-30. Yeah, it's a 30 <laughs> Just keep doing numbers. No way. Get... It'll be 60-60 because it's, it's going to be... It's 2020. I think it's what you're looking for. It's going to be in the future, though, so they're going to double up on it. Quadruple, even. It's triple what you said. You can't ever get it right. <laughs> also, I think that show got canceled many, many years ago. Anyways. Oh, man. <laughs> Polly's like, who could be upset at this face? And then the creature pukes. <laughs> and Polly's like, oh, poor sick baby. And Brody wants to talk to lab assistant, who, as I noted before, is his brother. And lab bro's like, hey, man, you're going to go to jail because of this. Why are you just going along with what she's saying? And Vinny, why is he just going along with what she's saying? I don't think he knows how to get out of the situation. <laughs> yeah, he just seems like a person who is, like, not able to stand up to Sarah Polly. Yeah, I mean, they created a monster, so it's like, what do you do? Yeah. He's, like, hearing this from his brother, though, so he gets up and leaves in a huff. And then he's mopping up some, <laughs> some vomit off the floor later. Polly is worried because the fever is really spiking. And she wants to take it somewhere. 
But Brody rightfully points out, like, what? Like, to a hospital? You can't take yeah, this it, thing anywhere. Yeah, they're like, where where, and what? They look at this thing and be like, I got the cure for it. And then they bust out, like, a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, don't worry about it. We got a furnace downstairs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they're like, what's the way to deal with fevers? A cold bath. And I'm like, um... Is that medically sound? Well, no. But what's I don't even? Think... No, I don't think it is. Well, I mean, like you, some people to bring down a fever, they put like an ice pack on them and whatnot. But I didn't think that that really affected the fever. Uh, if you're trying to keep your body temperature down. Well, at any rate, they dump the shrieking creature into it. And all of its appendages are, like, thrashing around in the water. And its face kind of looks like a racer head son when it was sick. Kind of like, <laughs> pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They're not taking care of it as well as a racer head was, though. He did everything he could. <laughs> yeah. And its eyes are rolling around in its head. And then Brody grabs it and tries to drown it as Polly shrieks. Because <laughs> he's like, I've had enough of this fucking thing. Which, man, every parent's bed there. I mean, not the drowning part. <laughs> it's like, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, wait, isn't that... <laughs> that's a joke where it's like, that's the one thing about murdering babies. Yeah, because it's so easy. That's the South Park joke. Oh, yeah. That's what Tweak says when they ask him, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the freeing hat. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is easy. Eventually, it stops thrashing, staying still under the water, because you're right, it is pretty easy. <laughs> and then Polly cries, but then it gasps under the water, and Brody looks at Polly like, uh, nailed it? I wrote that. So I was, he was just like, yeah. Yeah, I knew it could breathe underwater. Yeah, yeah. Brody's like, oh, the tubers. I guess they're actually amphibious slugs. Polly's like, oh my god, you saved her. How did you know? And Brody's like, um... <laughs> then he's like, anywho, to try to move on. <laughs> and Polly gives the creature a Barbie later to try to cheer it up in recovery. And she's like, this doll was mine, but I wasn't allowed to have it, so it was hidden. And then Polly leaves her in bed, and Brody rubs her leg after on the couch, and he's like, hey, we haven't fucked in a while, and trying to kill creatures really gets me going. <laughs> and she's like, I haven't noticed. I guess that's what happens when you're busy. Yeah, creating <laughs> monster, creating monster. <laughs> sure. Then she straddles him, and Brody's worried because he doesn't have any protection. She's like, no, no, this is good. Oh, yeah, yeah, put it in. So she wants that goo worse than the Bridgerton lady does. And they're going to town when Brody notices the creature is watching from the other room. And Vinny, not only does this not put him out of the mood, but some for some reason, he finishes right after seeing this. Well, Vinny doesn't want to go there. All right, well... Later, the That's French ladies. We might go back there later. 
We certainly will. <laughs> Someone keeps going back. Later, the French lady is introducing the brain worms at some press conference. <laughs> and then she brings out Polly and Brody to a thunderous applause. And Brody tries to talk about the practical aspects, but Polly, like, kind of elbows him out of the way to be like, who the fuck cares? Let's watch these bad boys interact. So Let's watch push- these big, bad, wrinkly penises interact. So she pushes a button letting the two brain worms get close to each other, or dick worms if you're nasty, <laughs> and for more fitting reasons than you might think at the moment. And they both bring out their stingers and attack each other, <laughs> leaving a bloody mess breaking the glass. Yeah. And Vinny, this is just like a normal like science pre- press conference. Like, imagine being the guy from the Cleveland Plains dealer, like, there for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, like, call it back to your desk to be like, no, actually, I got a great fucking story. I'd be, like, going to, like, a regular, like, just an expo and be like, oh, they got some, like, engineered, like, monkeys that they want to show us here. Then you end up watching, like, a monkey knife fight and you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, or it'd be like being a local reporter at, like, a volleyball game when, like, a bear attack happened. He'd <laughs> be like, I don't know how we got in and how no one else was able to get out. They were so focused on the game, they just couldn't, ha- they couldn't make it happen. Oh, my God. What's funny is, like, so these fucking penises are just ravaging each other. Honk, honk. Um... <laughs> And it cuts to Adrian Brody, where he like puts his hand on his like face, like 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 he's just disappointed. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. So then all of a sudden the tank falls over and just gore, and like these people in the front row are basically in a splash zone <laughs> and just get covered in blood. I might be making this up, but wasn't there an explosion when the tank fell over to? Yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, it did not go well. <laughs> so they're in a boardroom. Nobody's saying anything for a while, because what do you say after that? Yeah. <laughs> but the French lady's like, explain what happened. Brody's like, well... It was difficult to examine the remains. <laughs> Which is so funny. We don't have exactly an autopsy on, on what happened. But from the bits that were left, it seems like the female worm turned into a male, so they attacked each other. <laughs> so like beta fish. Pretty much. And the French lady's like, how the fuck didn't you notice they changed sex? Polly's like, yeah, whatever, we'll make more. The French lady's like, no, no more dick worms. <laughs> what? How'd you know? It, how'd you not know it turned into a man? Well, it's a big wrinkly penis. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it's anyone's. It guess. was pretty masculine, even when it was female. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, you're walking away. Come back. Even when it recreated, it did it by an appendage coming out of it. It was the appendage. (laughs) On both ends. (laughs) Do you get me? She's like, wait, you're walking out of the room, let me explain. 
Because <laughs> you see... <laughs> so in a way, I was like, the dicks had dicks. <laughs> but I'm just... They're like, I'll email you a copy of the photos. <laughs> I think she's okay with it. Now, later, the lab bro and Brody are fighting about whose fault it was that the worm changed genders, but they agree that they have to move the other creature again. And this is when we find out Polly has a secret farm that Brody didn't know about that they're taking the creature to. Brody wants to talk about Polly's crazy dead mother who owned the farm. She's not having it. Now, they pull up to the farm in the middle of the night, and it is in disrepair. And they're trying to help the creature inside, but it runs off into the woods. And as they're looking for it, Brody is bitching about how they've they're not in control of the situation as they go through the woods looking for some flashlights. Yeah. And they find her in a clearing. And Vinny, what's the creature doing there? She's just like she's snacking on a bunny. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much immediately caught a bunny and then ripped into its carcass. It's almost like when you find your dog and you're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> That's how they so, treat it, too. They don't treat her like. She looks very human-esque, but they treat her like she's a fucking dog. Until they don't. <laughs> well, you know, I I wrote, uh-oh, now she has a taste for blood. And that's usually how it starts. Now, Vinny, they take her to the barn, and, like, they're just setting up, like, this giant, I don't know, let's call it, like, three or four thousand gallon tank for her. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was that in the barn? Or how the fuck did they get that here in the back of their car? Yeah, Polly did it, did tell you. She wanted to explain more about her heritage. But Houdini used to be in her family, so. Yeah, that's like a two-story water tank. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ah, when I was a bad girl, mother would put me in the tank. You say, time out on the tank, girl. <laughs> I remember those hours spent tapping help and Morse code against the glass. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself in those uh, existential moments. She's like, mother wasn't, <laughs> mother wasn't uncaring, though. She always left three inches of air at the top. <laughs> Every three minutes, they'd yank me up and let me get a little bit of air, and then they put me back down. <laughs> Then she looks at her pruny fingers, and Brody's like, that's why all the dicks are wrinkly. <laughs> no, he just looked at his own dick. It was just like, yeah, it just makes sense. So anyways, Brody is setting up this gigantic tank, way too big tank, and Polly's giving the creature shit for running off, getting, like, way too mad, and then apologizing. Yeah, which, you know, not great parenting. No. Now the creature jumps down from the top of a barn like fucking Toad from the X-Men. <laughs> and then hops into the giant tank. And Brody's like, let's settle in for the night. So they just kind of leave her hanging out in there. And then they go through the house and Brody sees Polly's childhood room, which is a bit more like a cell with a dirty mattress on the floor. And he's like, I thought you said she left it just the way it was. And Polly's like, Yep. Uh, Yikes. 
Uh, and I wrote, me thinks that there's some dark history in this house. <laughs> I'm understanding your reluctance to have a child now. <laughs> now, in the barn, there's leaking water going through the rafters, and the creature's, like, flicking its weird tongue around at it. It's just, like, sort of forked like a lizard tongue. Mm-hmm. And then it gets into Polly's old case and puts its tiara on, and then she lovingly strokes the doll and sadly takes her tiara off. Then she hears a cat meowing behind her, and you think she's going to eat it, but instead she just holds it and rubs her face against it. Now, Brody and Polly are back at the farm later, listening to some record about how many letters there are in the alphabet with the creature, and the creature doesn't want any food. Brody's like, maybe she wants meat. Polly's like, she doesn't eat meat. He's like, what? <laughs> He's listen. We both we both saw her mowing down on that rabbit pretty fucking hard the other night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he just like silently puts on his new rabbit skin hat. He's like, okay. <laughs> she made it for him. <laughs> In a manner of speaking. <laughs> now, the creature spells outside with its Scrabble letters, and Polly's like, you can't. So the creature flips out, literally flipping a table, and then dumps a giant metal shelf. And then Polly starts yelling at her, and Brody kind of soft arms her away. And then they turn around, and the creature has hopped out through a window on the top of the barn. And it's on top of the barn, which outside they climb to like try to get at it. And the creature is perched at the edge of the roof, kind of like a bird. Mm-hmm. Polly's like, what are you doing? When she screams, she startles the creature so it falls off the barn. But Finny, that's not such a big deal. Do you want to say why? That's because all of a sudden the creature sprouts like these like aquatic wings. Yeah, I mean, they're like wings, but they're not feathered. So it's like a lot of bone and like tight skin, basically. More like bat wings, let's say. Like, yeah, bat wings, velociraptor kind wings. What? Yeah, dude, Velociraptors had wings. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Like a certain type of raptor had wings. They certainly did not. Let's continue. Look it up. I will later, and then you'll apologize. But anywho, uh, let's see. So yeah, the creature flies around and then flies back to the roof. And it looks like it's ready to take off forever. But Brody's like, creature, we love you. The creature's like, I'm listening. (laughs) So the creature goes and hugs Brody, and Brody hugs back a little too long, which kind of causes Polly to look like, uh, okay. (laughs) And the next day at work, Polly isn't there, and the corporate guy isn't happy. He tells Brody they're not special anymore since their dickworms attacks each other (laughs) at a public press conference. (laughs) They have it all on video, too. It's wild. Yep. But at the barn, Polly's putting makeup on the creature, telling it that she wasn't allowed to wear makeup because her mother said it debased her. So we're getting a fuller and fuller picture of this whole thing. Just keeps getting sadder. Pretty much. And Polly tells the creature that it's an exciting time in her life. (laughs) I wonder why. Well... This is probably a bit of a clue there, because Polly finds a bunch of pictures that the creature drew. But Vinny, what are they all of? Well, they're all of Adrian Brody. 
Yeah, it's like five different versions of his face. So, none of them great, obviously, because yeah. both the creature can't draw it, and also because it's not that great a face. But anywho, <laughs> the creature snags them and then runs off with her porn stash. Wait, what? <laughs> her stash of porn. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> There's a difference when you think of porn stash, you know. I get it. Yeah. And then Polly finds her with the cat. She not she's not happy about it. She freaks out. She's like, "No, the cat can make you sick. You can't have it." So, so she just kind of like she takes the cat from her, but I wrote in my notes is like it'd be kind of funny if she stuffed the cat in her mouth to try to keep it away from her. Yeah. That'd be a real whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Yeah, just like cat lips coming out of her lips doing that. Like a little fucking alien head. <laughs> like, how you doing in there, kitty? Okay? <laughs> doesn't sound good. Like slowly sliding down her esophagus. <laughs> so the creature cries, but Polly tells her you can't always get what you want. That's another lesson we're learning right now. Yeah, and she's, you know teaching her daughter creature <laughs> yeah she obviously picked up some uh, tricks of old mom and they're not great it only gets worse sure does so brody gets home later and finds polly in her sad childhood bed with the cat he puts a blanket over her then he goes out to ch- in the barn to check on the creature and she's sitting sad in her makeup and dress still sad about the cat and he strokes her head and then goes and puts a record on it's sort of like a 1940s, like, jazzy number. And then he's dancing around like a dork, kind of doing, like, the fingers. Yeah, I was you know, like, like, a dancer. him up and down like a do-do-do-do-do. Uh, I wrote, a dancer, Adrian Brody, is not. Very true. And she, I guess you could call it a giggle, but also maybe, like, dolphin shrieks <laughs> in the background. <laughs> And then he invites her to dance, and she sure as skitters and squeaks some more, and then tosses her arms around. And then she gives some sort of soft shoeing with her big claw-like feet. And then Brody sets sets her up so they can dance together. The creature likes it, holding its head up, smiling as they spin around. And then Brody's a little too taken with her. <laughs> and then he gives a look of recognition like, uh-oh. <laughs> he... He gives a look at her like, maybe, and I said, ew, Adrian Brody, no, that's a bad Adrian Brody, where he's <laughs> standing there, probably with a boner, embarrassed, because then he's like, I gotta go, and it's like, yeah, then he has to tuck his penis up into his waistband, <laughs> so it doesn't look like he's got a boner. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the only thing, Vin, because the next day when Polly wakes up, Finds Brody sitting at the table. He angrily is like, Hey, you know why I want to bone that thing? Hold on, let me start this a different way. (laughs) I recognize that your jeans are in the thing that's out in the bar. For reasons I would rather not discuss. And she's like, Yeah, baby, like where where else we could get these primo jeans from? And he's like, (laughs) It's a problem. He's not happy, and he's like, this is crazy bad science. Then he negs her for being crazy, being like, obviously with your crazy-ass mother, I can see that you've lost your fucking mind. Uh Uh-oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even stick up for herself. She's just like, valid and I'm sad. <laughs> Duly noted. Now later, the creature watches Polly enter the barn, and then it's sort of vampire bat drops down from the rafters. And Polly's like, oh, that's nice. Here, let's look at this box. <laughs> and Polly's like, look, this is all my secret stuff. I love you, and I'm inside you. I'm sure this won't come back to haunt me later that I said this. And look in the box. It's your cat. It's your cat in a box. It's in a box. <laughs> and the, and cat the cat's had, all yours. And the cat had from the corner is like, that was good. <laughs> And she's like, the cat's all yours, baby. See? Not as crazy as my mother. <laughs> you can see. I'm way better than her, right? And the and creature's so like... the creature's like, I'm gonna eat this cat now. <laughs> she, like, <laughs> gives her a smirk like, I'll fucking show you, and immediately stabs the cat to death. <laughs> and then Polly hauls off and slaps her. <laughs> And then the creature mounts her, knocking the sofa over, that menaces her with the tail. She just uses it to steal the key. And when she tries to go outside, Polly knocks her out with an oar. She just molly whops her in the back of the head. Yeah. And then later, Polly has her strapped to a table. She's talking to a tape recorder now because she's decided to play scientist. Yeah, she's completely emotionally detached from this creature now. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, obviously she failed as a mother, so it's time to treat it like an object again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's some dark shit. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, like, some real, like, it, it's like a personality switch, really, because now it's just like, who's the monster? <laughs> yeah, no, she's just, uh, oh, man, I don't want to get too psychologically specific here, but... She is withholding affection because the child, in this case, or the creature, is not reacting to her affection in the way that she wants. So she's like, oh, well, then I'll abuse you until you love me the way I want. Which is not great, obviously. So she's talking to her tape recorder and she's like, hmm, my experiment is showing violent outbursts, probably because it's not fully human. And then she passive-aggressively takes the necklace off of it and starts cutting the dress off. And it has the torso of a naked French model, because that's exactly who's playing it. Yeah, so, I they tear the clothes off, and I was like, this is not something that I was looking forward to seeing. Oh no, it's a Vinny movie. We're going to get that and everything that it means. So... Oh, Lord. She's got strapped naked there to the table, like, screaming and writhing around. Then she wheels her metal cart over, ready to teach it a real daughter lesson here. (laughs) Then she says, it's time to take your tail off. So she gets her uh, knockout drugs ready and prepares the scalpel. And it screams out, but Brody can't hear it at first because he's pulling up in his car. This metal's still going. Yeah. When he turns it off, he can hear the screams, and he rushes into quite a scene. Because she's got the tail all lobbed off, and he's like, what the fuck? Polly's like, she killed a cat, and she almost killed me. I'm going to use this fucking tail to find the protein, because that's all I'm about now. She's like, I'm a lady on a mission now. This thing is a creature. I'm not even going to treat it like a baby anymore. 
And she's like, yeah, I'm just using this thing to harvest protein now. Which is so weird because I, I... It's I, not weird. It makes complete sense. It's just, it's so, it's just, it's fucked up because, like, in the beginning, she's the one that protected this thing from him wanting to kill it. The thing is, is that uh, he wants to kill it for valid moral reasons, which are, this is a mistake to make. I've made a huge mistake. This thing could be suffering. I would like to stop it. Right. And her reasons for hurting it and treating it like this are all completely emotional reasons, which are, I tried to treat this thing like a daughter and I could not control it. So now I will abuse it. (laughs) So... It's actually both of the reactions are pretty much in character because Nelly's like, if we're going to allow this thing to like live, I'm not going to treat it like it's a piece of garbage. Right. Absolutely. But he, I mean, obviously he's about to take that too far. <laughs> so, oh boy, she stomps off into the house with the cut up tail. The creature still strapped to the table. The Brody covers it with the blanket and goes to unstrap it. And... Polly's at the lab later with her tail doing the science stuff. And at the farm, Brody's settling down to have a so your girlfriend has gone insane scotch. (laughs) And then he goes to check on the monitors and the creature is in the tank. And when he sees it, it's swimming in there naked. And he's like, oh, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) He literally reaches out to stroke the monitor, which is so creepy. Yeah. And then she reaches back, and he's like, that's fucked up. Vinny, we're going to get there. I mean, I feel like everyone knows where this is going. I need to ask you, at what point did you realize he was going to fuck this thing? I... Oh, man. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's got... it. Obviously, it bus- besides, like, the dance part, yeah. I was kind of like... Okay, yeah, he's going to do some notorious shit here. And it's... Yeah, see, for me, they did something in the trailer where, like, he looks at it too long, and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Sandra Brody fucked that thing in this movie, so I got the movie to be like, I gotta find out if he fucks this thing. And then when we get to the point where, like, oh my god, he is gonna fuck this thing, and then he does it. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking crazy. That's not even the craziest part. But we're getting there. I'm so sorry to ruin it. It's okay. It's right around the corner. All right, so the corporate guy... Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we pulled into Disneyland. We did it. Yeah, shit's about to get real. So the corporate guy finds Polly at the lab. He's pissed off and tells her that they're fired. She's like, protein's all set, baby. And she's like, it's all on the computers. And she heads out of there. Now, Brody's asleep on the couch, but he can't get that amphibious winged hottie out of his head. So he heads out to the barn, and he can't see her at first, but she comes up behind him, wings out. Then she starts hissing. No, I'm sorry. Not hissing. Not yet. (laughs) Then she starts kissing him, and he says, no, we can't do that. Then she covers herself all sad, and he strokes her face like, oh, no, baby. No, no, we shouldn't. No, no, you shouldn't do that. Then he starts kissing her, and they start making out. 
And then he, it presses itself against him and then like hooks itself, pressing further with its claws. And he looks down and this is probably the point where I'd be like, oh, no, I can't fuck this thing. But for some reason, he's like, oh, fuck, no more turned on. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> it's, yeah, for some reason, that was like the trigger of like, oh, it's on. He's like, it's got bird talons, and I got him. <laughs> so he takes his clothes off, and they end up on the floor with the creature on top, riding him with wings out. Yeah. And he's and like, then, oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> then he spins him around with him on top, and when he comes, and Stinger grows back. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Because he fucked that stinger back into it, I guess. And Brody sees Polly in the doorway. <laughs> Who must be like, what a fucking day I'm having. I tortured that thing and now it's fucking my husband. I'm just realizing how much of this sounds kind of like the story of Mia Farrow with Sunny. <laughs> It's not intentional, but oh my gosh. Uh, you know, you... <laughs> <laughs> you know what this reminded me of? What's that? Well, actually, it, it, it quarreled me to want to ask a question to you, big brother. What is more awkward? The moment in Midsummer when what's her face uh-huh. <laughs> walks in on her boyfriend in the fuck cabin with all of those women, or <laughs> or this, it's definitely this. <laughs> At least everyone in the fuck cabin was human. <laughs> like if you came home and your your wife was fucking like a donkey. You'd be like, <laughs> firstly, this is infidelity, and secondly, what? <laughs> the donkey's like, I know. I'm surprised too. <laughs> Anyways, oh man. <laughs> Polly heads out of there, and Brody chases her pants half on, and this is going to be a tough one to explain, man. So she peels out and heads back to the city, and Brody goes back to the apartment, and he tries to get his story straight in the doorway, just like, uh, no, no, I was fucking it for science? <laughs> That's, yeah, I wrote that as a note. He looks so ashamed. Well, how could you not be? I fucked our science project slash child. Like, listen, that kangaroo frog bird thing loves me, and I, I just kind of wanted to get off, actually. <laughs> but like, if you're willing to kill it, I am now too. Listen, 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 Polly. You knew what we were getting into when we spliced this thing's G's with dolphins. You know how horny they get. (laughs) 
So he tries to explain, but Polly stops him, and he sort of wordlessly tosses his coat aside. And she's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And she's like, there's some things you know, too. He's like, we changed the rules with our crazy science. Things got confused about right and wrong. And then he tries to spin it around saying, why'd you want to make her anyway? And man, it wasn't for you to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get straight on that from the top. Uh, he's, he's like, well, I can't fuck the wrinkly penis. <laughs> She must have to be like, be straight with me. Did you try? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> then shuffles aside his stinger covered dick. <laughs> He's like, you want a child, but not a regular one. You want a one you can control. And Brody's like, well. We did a big whoopsie. <laughs> Chained her up, locked her away from the world, maimed it. And Polly's like, I maimed it. Uh, it's like, he fucked he it. He fucked it. Yes, bro, he whispers <laughs> like, to himself, I fucked it. Like, that thing. <laughs> that thing cannot consent to sex. <laughs> In the list of things, he's the worst. Yep. Yep. Oh, man. Even even though she cut its fucking tail off. At least you could defend that by saying, like, yeah, it did stab the cat to death and, like, threatened to sort of do it to her, too. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like he was like, oh, she said she was going to kill you if I didn't fuck her, so... (laughs) She doesn't say words, Brody. He's like, that's what her eyes were saying. Listen, she spelt it out. (laughs) (laughs) It took a while. She's like, what took a while? And he's like, not that part. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, those big scaly claws. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I fucking love it that your eyes are so stretched out your head. <laughs> I love when I'm having sex with someone missionary and I can't tell what they're thinking. <laughs> he could around and be like, good. <laughs> I gotta kind of get my head on the floor to figure it out. That's one eye. This one seems good. Head to the other side. <laughs> oh, that one's going crazy. Is <laughs> well, that normal? Looks angry. <laughs> is that normal? Which is the which is the right eye? <laughs> um. <laughs> Polly's like, listen, I synthesized the protein. It's time to shut this experiment down. So if they head back to the barn, they don't find the creature at first. And then Polly finds her in the tank looking all gross. And she lays her down and she's like, it's dying. And Brody's like, damn, that's like the second time I fucked someone to death. (laughs) He looks over at the other wrinkly worm. (laughs) It's like, maybe I shouldn't tell her when it turned pale. (laughs) 
I can imagine that he killed the female and swapped it out with the male. And he's like, no. there's only one way to cover up this crime. And nobody would notice. They he's pull- like, when the two males kill each other, nobody will ask any questions. I'll just be like, it transformed into the. <laughs> No, no, I was careless, not a monster. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I didn't see what happened. <laughs> I certainly didn't put it in a dumpster behind an Arby's on the way here. <laughs> 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 oh, oh. back at it. <laughs> Polly, Polly cries by the bed where it lies, and Brody goes to comfort her, and they try to bury the creature out back with its Barbie doll, <clears throat> and then they prepare a bonfire for all of its things, with Brody wistfully looking at a bear before he burns it, thinking about the time he fucked that creature <laughs> before he tosses it in. This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like Lady J. Brody <laughs> I fucked that thing to death <laughs> and then Polly goes through the drawings and Vinny they're a little bit different now why is that that's because she did a handful of Polly yeah I have to ask you a question because they seem to be of various levels of skill <laughs> What he's supposed that is. It's not like a big question, but maybe like this is a first draft and second draft, you know? Maybe like two of them were with the hands and two were with the claws. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out a little bit, see how it goes. Daniel Day Lewis is like, that's how I got my Oscar. <laughs> now uh, she wipes away a tear, which lady, wait ten minutes. And then Brody comes in, they hear something outside. Car is driving up, it's Labro and the corporate guy. The corporate guy's like, I know you made a human hybrid. That thing you gave me had human genes in it. She's like, oh right, they're pretty shitty scientists. <laughs> yup. Important <laughs> ways than one. He's like, I want to see it. That shit's company property. And they're like, why don't you go out back <laughs> where we buried it? And underneath the ground, Finn, it doesn't seem quite as dead as it did before because suddenly the ground is stirring and the corporate guy's like, I don't believe it's dead. And he's right because it immediately emerges from the ground and flies off with him. <laughs> now, they, <laughs> they find it him upside down in a tree all fucked up and the creature's kind of flying around. And then when they put their flashlights on it, it's made some changes. Yeah. Would you like to discuss those, Finn? Well, the key changes that I noticed almost immediately was like, hey, those eyes aren't as far apart anymore. Uh, That's true, yeah. It looks more kind of (laughs) monkey-like, and also it's it's more masculine now. Well, yeah, it doesn't have breasts anymore. (laughs) So... I guess Brody switched about when they buried him. <laughs> <laughs> so 
It manages to snag the lab bro and take him off too. And then Brody is in pursuit. Polly tries to convince him to go back. And she's like, look, it's changed sexes. It's time for us to bounce and I guess leave the world to whatever it may do to it. <laughs> but Brody accidentally tosses his flashlight into a pond. And then he scoops it out and then he gets yanked in. And then he emerges from the pool because he managed to shake loose. And the creature comes out of the water and it grows its wings out at Polly aggressively. <laughs> it's like peacocking. And it's a Vinny movie, so you know what's happening next. Oh. It goes a little something like this. Polly tries to run away from the creature. She runs into a tree, knocking herself down. And then the creature mounts her and tears her clothes. And she asks it what it wants, and it's like, Inside you? <laughs> like, oh, good. That's the phrase you remembered. <laughs> then it uses its tail to take her pants off. I know this is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, the fun, the fun has stopped. Yeah, it's all fun and games when you're fucking this thing to death, but then when it fucks back, no thank you. <laughs> I literally, it gets to this part, and I go, "Fucking Paul, I'll leave it, leave it up to Paul to fucking pick a video." No, movie. no, no, you picked this. Paul suggested it. It was your selection. I think in his email he did say this is a video movie. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> now Brody wakes up, and it's a bummer because Polly's under that thing, and it's still thrusting away when he gets there. <laughs> And then he sneaks up behind it and stabs it, impaling it. And then it pulls the stick out and turns around and grows out its wings aggressively again. And then it picks up Brody and slams him down. And then Polly nails it with a rock. And she's got it on the ground, ready to finish this thing off. But she hesitates in delivering the finishing blow. And in the meantime, it stabs Brody with its poison tail. Then the finish him prompt for Mortal Kombat comes up on the screen. <laughs> And she finally ends this by slamming the rock into its head. Rocktality. <laughs> Later on, the French lady is like, hmm, uh, well, your boyfriend murderer slash rapist was quite valuable. I'm excited for you to give birth to our new stock options because, Vinny, Sarah Polly is pregnant with that thing's baby now. Good. You know, yeah. Polly stands up to look out the window and the French lady's like, listen, you can't tell anyone about this. Which, like, oh, you think this is a story she's gonna bust out at cocktail parties? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she gets up from the table and wanders away to, I assume, direct away from her. And Vinny, it's all over. Alright, Vinny. You selected the movie this week. <laughs> Falls upon you to ask me the eternal question. Jake. Yeah. Did I scare you? Nah. Nah, this thing doesn't scare me. I mean, like, even less than the first time. Obviously, you know, the sexual assault stuff's a bummer on both ends. Yeah. So, that's not great. No. I like this movie. Hmm. That is a complicated question. It's never not going to be hilarious to me what Brody does. <laughs> because the whole time I'm like, I feel like that's where this is going. But also like, dude, 
you can't really be considering this. And he's like, mm, you'd be surprised, Jake. It's like, I would be unpleasantly surprised. Please don't fuck that thing. He's like, oh, oh my God, you're doing it. Oh, no. He's like, look at how it's hopping around like a sparrow. God damn. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if they spliced your G's with a praying mantis. If so, he'd be fucked. Quite, quite literally. So, Vinny, what about you? Did it scare you? No, 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 not at all. Did you like the movie? Uh, I thought it was okay. I like the uh, I like the costume design. Can I say what my problem with movies like this always is? Sure. This is like your pretty basic, like you know, like man must not like meddle in uh, the laws of God type movie. Mm-hmm. And all these movies, the argument they always make to me is just like if you actually fo- follow like safe scientific practices, things probably wouldn't be that bad. But in this one, they're like, you know, she's hauling off, like, making this thing with, like, Lord knows what under circumstances she shouldn't be. It's like, yeah, like, obviously bad shit's going to happen if you're doing that. And also, like, torturing this thing in your old cabin because, like, you have weird unresolved issues with your mother. Yeah, it's all recipes for disaster all around. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that sort of annoys me, but, like, you know, going into that, understanding it, uh, I don't know that it's, like, the worst representation of that type of movie. I don't think so. I think they handled it pretty well, and it all made sense when, I, when you said Guillermo del Toro had, like, a hand in this, and I'm like, oh, that's where the amphibious creature thing kind of came from. Uh, yeah, somebody's fucking a fish thing and something <laughs> if Guillermo del Toro's involved. That's in his rider. That's it's true. He just like he can't shed that skin. Yeah. And even like Polly's acting like super crazy and stupid in the beginning. And then like when you get the whole thing with their mother, you're like, uh, I can sort of see how that makes sense now. Yeah, it comes together. The story at least kind of comes to fruition. It's just Oh boy, did we trip and stumble. What's like Adrian Brody fuck that thing? <laughs> Just like, he's like, no, baby, I tripped and stumbled into our science experiment. Over and over and over again. Uh, He's like, at least five times before suddenly I was done. I was shamed. All right, Vinny, if you were anyone in this movie, who would you be? Don't say Adrian Brody fucking that thing. No, (laughs) no. No, no, I'd probably be, I'd probably be one of the the many people in that front row of watching that exhibit, <laughs> and then unfortunately would feel like I didn't sign up for being in a splash zone. <laughs> I would be the French lady who's like, please stop making me these dick worms and just give me the thing I asked for. It's like, I, listen. I've told if I haven't told you like ten times, I've told you to at least twenty. I don't need any more dick worms. I have enough dick worms to populate a whole country. <laughs> my backyard is littered with them now. I'm pretty sure they ate all the squirrels in my neighborhood. <laughs> That's what how population control works. They're the new gypsy moth. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, Vinny, what is your gifable moment from this movie? Oh, it's Adrian Brody 
grabbing his face disappointed while the, the fucking wrinkly penises go at each other. Fair enough. Because you can partic- see, well, you can see like he's he's grabbing his face, but it's still in the shot. You can see the penises stabbing each other. So yes, I could definitely just be like, "Hey, well, how kind of like how's your day going?" You just, <laughs> you know, oh, it's in a mass penis chaos. I think for me, it's when the creature is like fluttering its hands when it's dancing, just to be like dance party. Or you could just do Adrian Brody doing the dance with like the finger pokes. That would actually probably be two gangbusters on the internet. It would. <laughs> All bad. right. Uh, Finn, is there anything else you want to say about Splice? No. I don't think so. I'm glad that we, we got around to it. Because I definitely... It's been a curiosity movie. Because I remember... You know, I, I remember hearing about the movie a long time ago. And then when Paul brought it up, I'm like, yeah, someday. Well, baby, that day was today. It's true. All right, so I, I hope we uh, we did you proud on this one, Paul. That yeah. was Splice. Uh, Vinny, do we have any emails to get to this week? We do. We have two emails, actually. What? Yeah. All right. Let's hear them. All right. Well, the first one comes from our buddy Ron, who messaged us via through Instagram, which if you want to get a hold of us on Instagram, you can follow us at Did I Scare You Pod. That's one word. Did I Scare You Pod. Ron writes in, hey guys, so I looked into the uh, the Possessor, and on Hulu, it shows as a thriller, hey Jake, I thought the rule was if the film isn't categorized as a horror, it isn't a film to be reviewed. Google cannot count because it is not what you watched it on. I'm just saying, and he wrote that out, like, you know, like how they do in the memes. I don't know what that means exactly, but... It's like lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. Okay. Vinny did actually uh, tip me off to this before we started recording. So, uh, on Google, IMDb, and also within Hulu itself, all of them say... That uh, one of the genres for Possessor is horror, which means that's enough for it to uh, to meet our standards. Mm-hmm. If anything says that it's horror, even not what we're watching it on, although in this case it does on Hulu, then that qualifies it for the podcast, even if it's dubious. Now, Possessor is not even remotely the most controversial of my choices. It absolutely has to be. I'm thinking of ending things. A hundred percent. Yep. I still hold on to that to this day of being like, yeah, that one is more artistic drama. I I am on record as saying I think that's more of a genreless movie, but uh, still qualifies technically as Kafka's core. Not the matter. In this case, even under Hulu, it says horror, so there's not really any disputing it. Wow, you it, are you are taking this very uh, casual there, big brother. I thought you were going to really give it to Ron. Ah, just like, you come at the king, you best not miss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's okay, Ron. I'll make fun of you more so when I uh, when I see you around the block, all right? 
But thank keep listening, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for writing in. It's very appreciative. If you'd like to reach out to us on our social platforms, you could do so. Uh, Instagram, as I said, did I scare you? Pod. Twitter, dis by pod. And if you want to reach out and email us, you could do so at our email, disbypod at gmail.com, which our second email came in from this. Now, Big Brother, this is coming from a uh, another actual co-worker. <laughs> uh, okay. My buddy Roland, he's uh, emailed in before. So Roland says, long-time listener, second-time writer, give us the merch, and that's it. Oh, okay, well, you're in charge of that, Finn. Are you gonna give him the merch? Let's just say I, uh, I'm still, I'm trying to kind of look over some stuff and try to plot some things out. I think down the line, maybe what we should do is maybe do, I don't know, a poll on Twitter and see if that there's a lot of people that want to do this. Just see if I can kind of gauge. Vinny, how sad is it going to make you when nobody responds to a poll on Twitter about uh, this? Yeah, I know, I know. All right, well, what I might end up doing then is we might pre-make, like, a limited number of them. And I mean, like, I'm only going to give these bad boys out to, like, the realest of the real people. I, you should just make something for Roland since he's the only one uh, that's demanding not, it. That's not true. Meredith wrote in, and she would also like some stuff. She, I believe, said a sticker. So if you want to make her a sticker, you go right ahead, Finn. <laughs> anything. Listen, anything. But, I mean, the koozies clearly are the things that these people are striving for. So, I will say my wife does enjoy her anywho mug. <laughs> See, we can't just keep flaunting like our own personal stuff. If the fans are asking, we got to give. We got to give the goods, man. I guess I could sneak the mug out of my house and then pretend that I broke it. I could really do an Adrian Brody fucking that worm to death on it. See, now it's not even like, all right, so him fucking, like, the creature, like, Dren, like, that's horrible, sure. But now it's like my mind's like, did he fuck that female worm? He's like, how could I tell until I put it in? Then he's like, immediately like, it's a mistake. <laughs> It's wrapping its fucking like wired tongue around him. He's like, I imagine this is torture for both of us. <laughs> oh god. Alright, let's Anywho. not yeah, let's not dip back into that. Jake, you have a task. It is your turn to pick the next movie. Yeah, let's go, you know, uh though I would say that we have been picking horror movies. There has been a lot of horror slash sci-fi which is getting closer to the edge, Possessor included, but I'm going to go with something a little more straightforward horror this time. Vinny, we will be watching, available on Prime Video, The Babadook. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. The Babadook, I've, I've heard for those of you who don't know, is a children's story thing that also is maybe a murderer thing. Look, I've seen it before. Vinny, have you seen the Babadook before? No, I've I've heard of things about the Babadook. So it's another one of those like, okay, yeah, 
eventually I get around to seeing it. So yeah, I got well, I got back to backs here paying off. Today's the day. So if you want to watch her along at home, uh, check it out on Amazon. I don't think anyone's going to dispute the bona fides on the Babadook and it's straight up horror. Yeah. So that's what we'll be watching. I don't think we have anything else to get to this week. Uh, a thank you as always to Rebel Escape Pod for letting us use their song Monster for our intro and outro. Check them out on Spotify. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say, Ben? Just be kind to your science projects, all right, people? Yeah, no. <laughs> Keep your dicks or your whatever's out of your beakers. <laughs> Just like, don't do that. That's perfect. I enjoy that. All right. Well, you have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. And I am his co-host and little brother, Vin. And uh, hey, thanks for the ride, lady. How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Never